considered as the greatest mixed martial artist of our generation or even all time. Three years outside of the octagon for him, he moves up a weight class and six heavyweight gold against a formidable opponent, Cyril Gunn. John Bones Jones delivered a masterpiece of a performance, a tactical and technical annihilation of Cyril Gunn. In this episode, we're going to dissect the UFC 285 main event for the heavyweight champion of the world. Now sit back, relax, and take this in. Leading up to the UFC 285 main event between Silgan and John Jones, many of us wondered what version of John Jones we're going to get. We knew that we'll always get a version of Jones that wants to win, but we didn't know in terms of fitness, execution, technical prowess, will he be able to stand and bang with an artist like Silver Khan? Many of us wondered what version of heavyweight Jones we're going to see and how fast or slow he's going to be, but we knew that he would definitely use his striking and ground game to try and annihilate Sal Khan, more particularly the ground game since that has been exposed by Francis Ngannou that Sal Khan cannot wrestle. There were a lot of mind games played between the two men leading up to the fight where Jones is telling Khan what Khan is going to do straight to his face. So this is a mental strategy that seeks to make Khan doubt himself and his strategies that he's used to. But on the flip side, Gunn is saying he doesn't really prepare much and Jones is saying he's not buying that. But then he further extends to say, if that's the type of guy I'm going to fight, then I'm going to win. It's not even a, a close contest. Now for me, I was really on the fence regarding the winner of the, of the match since I knew that Gunn had the knockout power to put uh, Jones away. But in the same breath, I knew that Jones could stand and bang with the best of them, as he has done over the decades. And I see, I say decades. One of the factors that heavily affected how the match was going to go was found out on the day before the, the fight. The weigh-ins. Something really surprised most of us, or at least myself, finding out that John Jones actually weighed more than Sekul Khan. We'd have expected Gunn to weigh a bit more than Jones as a way of getting advantage and making sure that when Jones wants to impose his superior crown game on Gunn, then Gunn would be able to use the weight factor and tire Jones out. But that didn't seem to be the case. I think Gunn was probably confident in his ability to defend takedowns and get out of sticky situations that involve coupling and wrestling. Francis Ngannou has kind of laid the blueprint on how to beat Sarah Khan and the answer is wrestling. It's one discipline of martial arts that is crippling to all other styles because if you come as a wrestler facing a striker, chances are a wrestler is going to win. As much as all, all fights start standing, we all know that Strikers have little to no defense against wrestling and wrestling is purely technical. It's not something you can learn or use human instinct to manipulate your way around. 
unlike striking and Muay Thai, kickboxing and all those professions that are predicated on standing and throwing fists and all of that. Now back to the Jones fight. I expected the fight to go at least three rounds. I only saw the knockout power of Gunn going to the fight. I didn't see Jones knocking Gunn out in any interval. At least maybe those spinning elbows of his that have always been venomous. Outside of those, I didn't see Jones uh, getting a a knockout at all. But then again, the fight was very short. I think as we all know, the fight was very short mainly because Jones went there, executed, went out. Simple as ABC. When watching the fight again, the second time, even the third time, I could see the disparity in grappling and wrestling skills that Gunn has as opposed to John Jones. And it it's not clear to me that Gunn has done much to improve himself after the Gunn fight where he was outclassed on the ground. It's not clear to me that Cyril Gunn actually took time to say, let me learn how to defend takedowns, how to wrestle on the ground and, you know, do stuff that wrestlers do. It's not clear to me that that's the case for him. On the other hand, we might have to concede that Jones was so good at wrestling that it didn't even seem like Gunn was trying or Gunn had improved since his fight with Gunn. But then again, one fan on social media said it it seemed like a professional was fighting an amateur. And that is not far from the truth, to be honest. I think it's also embarrassing for Ghana just how short the fight was because it's not a shame losing to John Jones. As we know, many have lost to John Jones. But I think it's a shame losing to John Jones in that fashion not even going above the two-minute mark of a fight. The way to describe how Jones won would not be particularly interesting to a casual fan, especially describing the mechanics of uh, how he took Gunn down, how he kept him there, how he locked in that move that looked like a guillotine but isn't really a guillotine according to me. But generally, what we have to say about John Jones is he literally studied Cyril Gunn, his movements, and how Cyril Gunn can be taken down. This is also seen in Henry Zodo's videos on YouTube. We know that Henry and John have been practicing together or training together. And Henry released a footage, a footage of him teaching Jones how to attack Gunn in a certain way and Jones just went there, did exactly that and then got the win. Squeaky clean, didn't even suffer any damage, didn't absorb any significant blow at all. So for him it was just getting free money if, you, if you're if you going to put it in a, in a sarcastic manner. But then again we wonder what's next for Jones now? I said to a friend of mine, Justin, who's, a, who's our UFC correspondent on the show, uh, he'll be joining us for, for, for a couple of shows to, disc, to, to kind of dissect upcoming UFC fights. I said to him that I see Jones fighting two matches or maybe fighting twice. I see him fighting Gunn and also fighting Stipe Miotic and then after that he's done. It looks like that for me because 
he instantly called out Stipe Miocic because obviously he wants to fight Stipe and Stipe wants to fight him. He considers Stipe as the greatest heavyweight of all time. And you know Jones wants those type of guys. But then after that, you look at the guys that are in line for the title. Sergei Pavlovich, I don't see Jones fighting him. Curtis Blades, definitely don't see Jones fighting him. And Tuitavasa, definitely not fighting Jones. Cyril Gunn, not fighting Jones as well. So as far as we're concerned, there's only two guys that Jones can fight on the planet right now. That's Stipe Miotic and Francis Ngannou. The Francis Ngannou one is quite difficult because of, I mean, we all know the fallout between the UFC and Francis Ngannou. But I don't think it's out of the cards yet. Because Francis himself has been on social media talking about Jones, you know, saying congratulations, Johnny Boy. Uh, sincerely the heavyweight king you know obviously he's taking shots at Jones and then Jones is out here calling Nganu expletives so this back and forth they're kind of building it nicely I think it's something that would happen in 2024 especially uh, uh, if Jones is going to beat Stipe which I believe is going to beat Stipe Miotic then after beating Stipe Miotic then I think a super fight will occur between Nganu and Jones and that will be the last fight of John Jones' career. If that fight cannot happen because of logistics, then John Jones is done forever. It's quite interesting how thin the heavyweight division is. And it kind of makes sense why the same names have been fighting for a title and, you know, Stipe and Gunn running it back so many times because the likes of Derek Lewis, um, Sergei Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, Alistair Overeem when he was still there. They have a ceiling and that ceiling is not championship ceiling. That's why Cyril Gunn was able to usurp them so so fast in the rankings. And moving forward, I don't see that changing. The, the rankings changing for the heavyweight division or even the, the title contenders changing. I don't see it. I think one guy who has the capability to kind of put himself in that picture is Sergei Pavlovich. But that's also a long shot as well. But all in all, John Jones is back, but he's not here to stay. I think that's the warning I wanted to give to MMA fans. He's not here to stay. He's just here to tie up loose ends and make a lot of money in the process. And he is the GOAT with the type of fighters he has fought, the caliber and just the level of competition. It, it, it is so ridiculous how many of us were scared for Jones and then he goes to a fight and makes it look so easy that you feel stupid for even being scared before the fight. But that's John Jones. That's Bones. The GOAT. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen. Cheers. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider subscribing or following the podcast on whichever platform you're listening from. And please, tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to Behind the Scoreline. Or better yet, just send them the link to this episode. Thank you.